This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me. So I predict, and it's really not a difficult prediction, that we are going to be seeing so much great and interesting work from young actor Kylie Rogers in the future. And we already are. She started working as an actor at age 8. And now at 19, she plays young Beth on the mega TV hit Yellowstone and Tony in Ari Aster's director of Hereditary and Midsummer's much-anticipated new film, Bo is Afraid. Now, Bo is Afraid is not easy to explain or talk about. It's twisted, sometimes nightmarish, hilarious, even touching. Bo, played exquisitely by Joaquin Phoenix, is on a journey to visit his mother. And it's quite a journey. It's also one of the most elaborate portraits of anxiety and a three-hour panic attack I've ever seen on screen. Kylie Rogers plays the daughter in a family that Bo happens upon and stays with for a time on his travels. Now, we stay away from major spoilers, but we do get into detail about Rogers' character, process, themes of the movie, just so you know. Here is Bo is Afraid. I am so sorry for what your daddy passed down to you. But I wanted a child, the greatest gift of my life. I'm visiting my mother tomorrow. Hi, Carrot, it's Mom. I'm just calling to say that I'm so, so, so excited to see you tomorrow. You're my angel and I love you. Okay, I love you. Okay, bye, sweetie. I love you. Are you at the airport? I'm on my way. I just... It's not safe, is it? What do you think I should do? Kylie Rogers, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. You were a working actor at age eight. At 10, you were on the Spielberg-produced show, The Whispers. You've worked on projects with Will Smith, Kate Winslet, Jennifer Gardner. You're on the mega-hit Yellowstone. And now you're starring in Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid with Joaquin Phoenix. You're not even 20, and I'm just mentioning a few things from your CV. Have you, like, been working nonstop? I mean, it's it's been a pretty consistent flow, but I wouldn't say nonstop. I, I, <laughs> I make sure I get some good breaks in there. Why and when did you start acting? Um, so I started, I actually started when I was about like eight, but I wanted to start when I was four for like <laughs> basically no reason. Like I'm from Texas, like none of my family acts, like not even like close to anything in that world. And when I was four, I still remember it. There are these shoes that were really popular in Texas called um, Lely Kelly's and they were like glitter shoes, like glitter bomb, like crazy and I was obsessed with them, but a commercial came on and I was sitting with my mom and I was watching the commercial and I was just like, oh my God. I was like, mom, that's what I want to do. And she bought me the shoes. She thought I meant like I wanted the shoes. And I was like, no mom, like I want to be on TV. Like I want to do what they're doing. And she was like, <laughs> what? Like, why? Like, what are you even talking about? And then she was like, maybe when you're older, cause she thought it would just kind of like go away. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like when you're a kid and you're like, I want to be an astronaut or something. But it didn't. And like four years later, I was like, mom, you said I could be an actress and be on TV. And that's kind of how it all 
started again. Um, I'm just curious on the whispers. I know that Spielberg was an executive producer. Did he was he ever on set? Did you ever work with him? I don't think so. I never saw him on set, but I remember when I tested for the show for the part, I I saw him in like the very he didn't say anything, he didn't talk, he talked to like other people. And I saw him in the very back, like corner of the room, like kind of in the dark. And in my mind, I was just like, oh my God, that's Steven Spielberg. But I've never like actually met him. Not that I remember. I mean, it was so long ago, but I don't think I ever actually met him. But Because he's legendary working with kids and you're so incredible and a very difficult part. It's a part with a lot of levels um, for people who are. What what was that? How did you prepare as a 10-year-old? I mean, honestly, I mean, when you're 10, you know, I, I understood emotions. Like I understood like, oh, like I'm sad in this or I'm angry in this or, or they're trying to make me appear like evil in this, you know? So like, I understood that, but I didn't understand necessarily like the layers of everything. I think mainly getting into character was just like having my mom there helping me (laughs) and just being like, oh, you know, remember how you felt like when I don't know, your dog got sick and you were like, oh, so, so like sad. pulling from real night. Real yeah. Life like things. trying to like have me understand the character's emotions in a, in a way that made sense to me was just really what helped me, I guess, when I, and, and still now I just try to under, I just try to have a, um, an understanding of the character is what helps me get into character. Well, I'm going to jump to the movie you have coming out now, um, Bo is Afraid. It's hard to talk about because it's a lot. Just first, who is Tony? Ooh, um, (laughs) it's such a hard question because she's so many things. Um, I think Tony, I described it best because in the character description of the audition, it says um, Tony is if Dennis Hopper had a TikTok. And I think that's like such a funny way to put it because it's so true. She's just lashing out in emotional, unhealthy ways to herself and also to others. And she's sort of a complicated, very layered, wounded person. Well, her parents are not making it easy on her. Yeah, um, no. your, your parents are played incredibly by Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan. What are they going through? <laughs> So Amy, Amy and Nathan, Roger and Grace, my parents, are going through the loss of their other kid um, who died in battle in the army. So they're sort of going through that and they're also not dealing with it in healthy ways. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's sort of a weird family and I think Tony feels sort of um, forgotten and like overshadowed by the loss of her brother and then you know the whole bow thing is just (laughs) Ari's head seems to be very a very special place (laughs) what did he tell you about the movie and about his thoughts of what this was really about he's really funny um he's I love him so much (laughs) um I think after so after I got I like officially booked the role of Tony me and Ari just had a zoom meeting just to talk about the character and I think what really stuck with me and what really sort of was like oh that's really interesting is that like he didn't like he he said initially he was gonna make Tony be like an inherently weird sort of person and have her like you know look kind of weird and dress sort of weird and maybe like have like messed up hair and just like you know just be like a 
stereotypical like weird person but then he was like no because the meanest and worst people are like the scary teenage girls on their phone like with tiktok dances so he was like why would i make it that when like actually you don't even have to (laughs) you don't have to um and i think i thought that was so funny because i've never really i mean you've seen it before of course with like the the phone obsessed teen girl but like not to this extent of tony so i think that's so fun and I feel like as in terms of the rest of the movie you know I would be on set with him and I'd be like oh so like so like what does she like really mean when she's saying this or like what is what is this really and he'd be like it's up to interpretation (laughs) I'd be like oh okay cool (laughs) so he's very he stays true to himself he's the greatest and I heard you say that you thought the process of making this movie was really amazing. What's been the difference in the process of making this from other projects you've done? Um, One of the main differences actually was every Sunday, um, me, Ari, Joaquin, <laughs> Amy, Nathan, and Denis would all, would all go to the house where we filmed and we would do rehearsals of like all the scenes that were uh, coming up the the following week and we would just I mean we'd be there for like five hours like seven hours like for a wow. decent amount of time just rehearsing everything and not even like necessarily like fully acting but just kind of like going through the motions of the scene and like getting it really down packed so like when we did film we were all so in sync with each other and like we knew what was going on we like walked on, everyone walked on a set like confident like knowing what was happening and I think it made things run so nice and like so smooth and everyone was again so in sync it was amazing and talking about Joaquin I mean we know that his commitment in to roles in general is is huge what's the process like working with him I mean it was a dream working with him it was I feel like he is sort of like god I don't even know it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity you know working with Joaquin Phoenix but also just like meeting him and like seeing him like every day is he's such a a kind like a gentle kind you've watched them in unforgettable adventures love affairs and tragedies now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories from the makers of death of a rock star and death of a sports star this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. person um and he's so he's so committed and it makes because everyone's playing these like weird people and like kind of crazy kind of like a little off the rocker (laughs) it makes it so much easier to like just really flow into the character because no one's like the no one's holding back no one feels the need to hold back at all and I think I mean I like to believe I've I've always been doing this but I think like it really puts it into perspective of just like always doing 110 percent no matter what no matter if it's like your coverage or not your coverage or maybe you're not even in the scene maybe you're just like supporting the people like just 
always, always 110% because everyone else is doing 100%. Like all the crew is doing 110% always. And you 100% always have to reciprocate that. And he did every day and everyone did every day. But it's really, it was, I love this set. Like, oh my God, it's my favorite in the world. (laughs) You can see it in all the details, even in cinematographers' details, the house that you're working in, this glass house. Every every detail is giving interior view of this movie, so to speak. So, But it will divide. For you Mm -hmm. personally, what is the movie about? For me personally, I think... I mean, I take it very much like just like as I see it as like just like this man trying to get home to his mom and then the mom is just fucked up and (laughs) they have unresolved issues and that's truly how I see it. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, the movie could mean so many different things. And I guess like all the different characters that you meet have such presumably intense backstories to them and like they have all their own like things going on. So I mean, it really, it it means a million different things, but I really see it as just a man who has a lot of issues with his mother. (laughs) We're definitely not going to spoil what, but there are some super intense scenes that you are in also physically. Um, How did you prepare? I sort of just go in and just hope for the best. (laughs) Um, But I, to to prepare for this, actually, for for the the really big one, uh, I watched Blue Velvet in my trailer. Ah, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Ari, Ari told me, he was like, I think you should like watch like Blue Velvet or something. And I was like, okay, well, and I saved it for the day I was doing it. I had, I, I had seen it before, but I saved it for the day I was actually doing it to just like really like be like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> and I it actually did help me a lot. And I think it really like changed. I feel like it definitely made a, an effect on like a few of the choices I made with Tony. But yeah, I mean, mainly just for hard scenes. I just kind of like listen to like sad songs and then I'm like, oh, I'm so sad and mad. And then I just go yell at people. You're certainly another generation than Ari Aster than myself. Do you like, wow, you guys are fucked up with your relationship with your parents? <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think in, in life in general, there's so much um, generational trauma to be talked about, to be to be spoken about but yeah it's I think I I mean at least you know people are making art with it so yeah we'll see what your generation what we've done to you (laughs) (laughs) and what you do on your TikToks I want to get into Yellowstone because you play Beth on Yellowstone this huge huge show first of all why do you think this became such a smash hit god I don't know I think because obviously I've been on it since I've been on it since season one and no one really expected it to be this like crazy like phenomenon um really I think what really made it so massive was just like one like the obvious thing I just like it's like it's almost like the Sopranos but like cowboys you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so it's like kind of like cool but I think another part of it is just like it has so many different types of people and so many different storylines and so many different issues but it shows like the two sides of the issues I guess if that makes sense and I think it I think it interests people to to see like all the different problems going on in the show and like the the things that the people in the show go through so you play a younger version of Kelly Riley when one does that in acting do you guys actually work together at all and prepare mannerisms and like I do this with my hands or I mean (laughs) 
Um, no, we actually, I mean, every, every time I go, if she's there, we'll like hang out in her trailer. Like I'm usually, I'll usually be up on set for like a fitting while she's filming. So we'll hang out in her trailer for like 15, 20 minutes and just like talk. We, I mean, we mainly just like talk about like our own lives, but like, but when I very first started and I very first met her and, you know, we were talking about the character, she was, she was, she's such a beautiful soul. Um, she was mainly just like, I don't want you to play Beth. Like you need to play like your Beth as a child. So like, don't play me, do what you think she would be like as a, as a kid, she's a completely different person. You know, I was playing her when she was 12 versus when she's a full grown adult. <laughs> don't do what I do. Like, just like take, take the essence of that and put it into a 12 year old. And that's what I, I tried my, my best to do. <laughs> Uh, what was what's been the most challenging scene on on Yellowstone? I think one of the most challenging scenes for me was the episode in general of like doing the the pregnancy test and going to get the abortion and the brother like lies to me and says, "Oh, get it, it's totally fine." When like I actually, I think that was difficult just because at the time of filming as well, all of that awful stuff was going around of people trying to take away women's rights for you. So it was really difficult because, you know, just that was all going around in the world. And it was, it was scary. I was 15 and I was like, oh my God, like, am I not going to have safe, like birth care? Like I'm not going to be able to get an abortion, like if I need one in the future. So this Um, really made you think about that. Yeah. So it was just sort of like making me think about it. And then in the show when I actually do like my brother goes and takes me to get an abortion and then I'm still tricked and I still don't fully have ownership of my own body in the in the show so it was really just sort of like a it was hard personally but also hard just like emotionally in the scene because that's so much to go through when you're you know 15 years old it's so hard and did you get reactions to this scene yeah I mean yeah I got reactions people people thought it was (laughs) You know, this is sad and difficult, but people, I think people were like mainly just so shocked by what the brother had done to me because it finally like revealed as to like why Beth mm-hmm, hates right. hates him so much and like why they, so I think it caused a pretty big reaction because people were like, oh, like that's why. I felt really like honored to get to play that out for Beth. As we were talking about at the beginning, you started so early doing this. Is there a backside to the industry that you've seen, especially when you started as a child? And how do you protect yourself? Yeah, I think I think I had such a strong support system um, being with my mom. And when I was younger, I didn't always understand. But <laughs> when I was younger, she like wouldn't let she didn't let me really be. I mean, not like let me, but like she didn't encourage me to become really good friends with other actor kids. And I think it was mainly not because of the kids, but sometimes their parents get a little scary because like, I think a lot of the times it was like, I would befriend someone and then it would all of a sudden, like their parents would be like, so what agents are you with? How do you, how do you get that? Oh, so I don't know. Like a competition and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really was never like that with the kids. No, um, no, no. It's like sports parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But my mom always was so like protective of that and like kept me away from all of that. Um. And now I have like the best friends in the world who I love, who have also become my support system. Um, but yeah, and just like 
and I, I, like for when I was younger, you know, my mom sheltered, like not sheltered me, but protected me and kept me very grounded and very like level-headed and normal um, when I like wasn't working. But as I've gotten older, I think it's just, for me, it's been so much about having a really good balance of like life to work. So like when I'm not working, like I just completely like, like don't think about acting or anything. I'm And I'm also like, truly, I'm not one of those people who I feel, I'm not like a workaholic, you know what I mean? Like if I'm not working, I'm not like going to be like, oh, fuck, like I need a job, I need a job. So I've I just, it's just, I think it's good to just have a really separate work life, you know, a good separation between the two. Tell your mom from me, she's apparently done an incredible job. You do seem so grounded and so talented. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure that's for as a mother myself, I would I understand that must be really to maneuver this whole world that you're in when you became so big so quickly. You've done so much already. Do you have a dream project, directors, things like that? Yeah. Um. I mean, I love, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, Robert Eggers, like, of course. Oh, good ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, in terms of dream project, I mean, I... Bo was afraid really was like such a dream role for me because I've never done something so unhinged I guess (laughs) and I was so excited to dive into that and like go really deep into a character but for the future I mean I really just want to keep doing like real stuff just like whether it's fucked up or like just like a normal just like a coming of age like you know I just like doing real things that people if I can speak to one person and maybe a person like one single person watches the movie and like maybe feels less alone in something they're going through then then that makes me happy and I do you have things lined up I'm currently still working on Yellowstone and I actually have a movie coming out in August called Landscape with Invisible Hand, which I'm super excited about. It's releasing theatrically. Um, and I'm so excited about that. I, I did that, that was at Sundance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, premiered at Sundance. And now it's like actually like coming out, coming out. So I'm so excited. I did that with Corey Finley, uh, Santi Black, Tiffany Haddish, Michael Gandolfini. Um, yeah. It's Michael really- Gandolfini again. He's in. Yeah, the- yeah, we did both. Yeah. It's so but funny. I guess you never met him on Bo. That's yeah, another I never segment. Met him and I didn't know he was in it. And I remember we were doing like the Zoom table read for landscape. And I got like a little message. And I was like, who's messaging you right now? Like we're in the <laughs> middle of a table read. And I was like, what? And I clicked on it and it was Michael. And he was like, hey, like I was in Bo's Afraid too. Like that's so funny. <laughs> and we've actually become like such good friends. And yeah, he's the best. Anyway, what do you hope that people will take from Bo? everyone can take something different. I think a lot of the reactions I've been seeing is like, after watching Bo, I feel like I need to go talk to my mom now, (laughs) which I think is really funny. So I guess go talk to your mom. (laughs) Maybe solve some some family issues. I don't know. Um, But I think it's such a beautiful movie. Um, And I think it's, I think maybe it's weird to call it beautiful because it's so crazy and and weird and funny and sad and da-da-da. But I really think it's so beautifully put um Ari's in a mastermind he's incredible so I hope everyone can take away something a little something maybe personal somehow from this crazy movie <laughs> oh that's for sure I sure did Kel, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time I'm absolutely sure I'm gonna see so much of you coming up at some point it'll be impossible to get an interview with you because you'll be like <laughs> huge. you're on your way thank you so much thank you so much thanks so much 
Thank you, Kylie Rogers. Bo is Afraid hits U.S. theaters today and is rolling out in territories all over. Thank you so much for listening. Pop Culture Confidential is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.